Good morning. Welcome to our vignette today entitled Circumstances Are Arranged, Then Comes the Valley of Decision. I do hope that you all um, did read ahead that I asked you to read from last vignette. I asked you to read Acts 27 and I do hope that you have read it. That is uh, 44 verses and boy we'd be here until the cows came home and the chickens roosted uh, before we look at every little tiny verse, which the, the, the chapter is just loaded with goodies. But we're going to be talking about circumstances that are already arranged. And then the decision, how do I respond? You know, the doctrine of the sovereignty and the providence of God has fallen on hard, hard times. Few, few believe in the sovereignty and the providence of God. And from many, 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 many pulpits in today's world, you don't hear about God's sovereignty and providence. And yet, it leaps off the Bible, the pages of the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation. But you have to read <laughs> to see. You've got to see to read and read to see. But you know what? God uh, is not intimidated about what man thinks or what he doesn't think or what he believes or what he doesn't believe. He does not change by the whims of society. Uh, he just keeps on keeping. He just keeps on keep keeping being God. Uh, that is who he is. And so those circumstances are those things that just stand around us. And in chapter 27, Paul um, can be compared to Joseph, really, in Genesis. Uh, his account begins in chapter 37. And it runs all the way through from that point into uh, the end of Genesis. But uh, Paul's life could be compared to Joseph because his life, uh, like Joseph's, took an unexpected twist and turn. And it was like uh, living life on a conveyor belt. Uh, circumstances happened. Decisions were made that uh, they weren't his to make. Uh, he was uh, just part of the process that decisions were being made for him. And so, you know, after circumstances come the valley of decision. And that happened with Joseph many, many, many times. He was putzing along, and my goodness, the conveyor belt took him a different way. And he had to adjust constantly for the circumstances in his life which he didn't ask for any of them. He didn't make it happen. They just happened. And that's what circumstances are. They just, James calls it a test. We could say test. <laughs> Tests are upon us all the time. How do I respond to this test that's come up in my life? And so you can see as we read the, the Apostle Paul's life, you can see how circumstances uh, came in and out of his life and he never missed a beat. Uh, the valley of decision was no decision for him because he was he was committed. And he could say at the end of his life, I have fought a good fight. I finished the course. He could say that because, in fact, he did. He never wavered a bit. And so the, the circumstances come, and after that, the valley of decision to obey or not to obey, to choose God's way or choose another way, right, wrong, good, evil, that is the valley of decision. And Paul was on a ship bound for Rome. He didn't choose that. He's not, uh, uh, he didn't choose the crew members. He didn't cr uh, choose the sailors. He didn't choose the captain. 
but there he was. Back in 2311, let's just look at that real, real quick. 2311, the Lord Jesus said, Paul, you're going to go to Rome. 2311, but on the night immediately following, the Lord stood at, my, at his side and said, Take courage, for as you have solemnly witnessed to my cause at Jerusalem, so you must witness at Rome also. Not if you wouldn't mind, or could you maybe sort of do that, or gee, I hope you can make it all the way to Rome. I mean, it's a pretty, pretty uh, arduous journey, and so I hope you can make it. No, he says you must witness at Rome, and Rome, he is going. It was no choice of his. They did put him on a ship where he had no choice. Let's look. When it was decided when it was decided that we would sail for Italy, they proceeded to deliver Paul and some other prisoners to the centurion of the Augustan cohort named Julius. Now look, I want us to pay a lot of attention to the words we uh, and us because you see Paul is not some person that stands aloof of uh, of the crew members and the sailors no the lord said he was going to the Ro to rome he didn't tell him how he didn't tell him when he didn't tell him how long it was going to take to get there no god's sovereignty and his providence his rule is hidden in the details and among the circumstances and 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 that and that makes us each responsible you see paul was responsible for what we do Paul never flinched. And so, I want you to pay attention. Paul was in it with them. The we's and the, uh, the, the, the we's and the us. And Dr. Luke was with him. And another fella that he called his, uh, his fellow prisoner. And he called him that in um, Colossians, I believe. And so, they all set out to go to Rome. And uh, they put out to the sea, and um, look at verse 3. Julius treated Paul with consideration and allowed him to go to his friends and receive care. Who in the world is running this show? Who is running this show? Do you think for any minute that this was by accident? No, it's direction you cannot see. Paul is responsible for how how he lives, his attitudes, how he lives his life. But he's not responsible for what is done to him. Those are the circumstances. But God changed hearts. God moves hearts. He's upon, He's on board a ship. They, he was put there. Um, and then something's going to happen in verse 4. There's going to be terrible winds that come up. And, I mean, it's just going to be a battering wind. And then I ask you, who controls the wind? The winds are God's messengers, he claims throughout the scriptures. Those are his winds. He owns them. He can do what he wants to with them. And so those are circumstances. Nobody can control the wind. Nobody can, that's God's business, you see. And so verse 6, there was a centurion found, uh, um, an Alexandrian ship sailing for Italy. And so he, he put us on board. This is Paul's story. He's in it with them. He's not standing aloof and saying, well, you know, they were put on board and, and they put me on there too. No, he's in it with them. 
they're us and we're. Look at verse 7. We had sailed slowly. Uh, difficulty, the wind would not permit us to go any further. And we sailed under the shelter. Who's controlling the wind? Does it matter who your pilot is? Yes and yes and yes. And we're going to find that it only gets worse for Paul. His um, circumstances only increase. And so they uh, difficult sailing in verse uh, 8. And he said, here's another we. We came to a place. He's in there. He's in it with them. He's not aloof. Whatever's happening to the other crew members and the sailors and the captain and his two friends, it's happening to him. It is his story. They're going to have a story to tell, but Paul is in it with them, and the voyage is dangerous. Verse uh, 10, And Paul began to admonish them and say, Men, I perceive that the voyage will certainly be with damage and great loss, not only of the cargo, but the ship, but also our lives. And so did they believe him? No, he's a prisoner, right? He doesn't have any clout whatsoever. But the centurion was more persuaded by the pilot and the captain of the ship than by what was said by Paul because the harbor was not suitable for winter and the majority reached a decision to put out to see from there somehow they could reach Phoenix, etc., etc. Huh? And so majority rule. Charles Colson, who was um, uh, he was the special counsel to President Nixon, um, and you know the you may know the story, but you can look it up. Anyway, it led to uh, his him some prison time, and I can't remember how long he was in prison, but um, and he came to faith in Christ while he was there, and he began a prison ministry. Boy, those were circumstances, weren't they? And it changed his life, uh, and he started a prison ministry. But he said, quote, Do not confuse the will of the majority with the will of God, end quote. That's very important because, you see, the majority can be totally wrong. Mostly are. <laughs> and so Colson knew from experience, Do not confuse the will of the majority with the will of God. And these people here, these men, oh, they reached this decision. The majority said, all right, guys, let's go, let's go, let's go. It is time to go. And um, they put out to sea and uh, look at verse 13. When a moderate south wind came up, supposing they had attained their purpose, they weighed anchor and began sailing along Crete, close to the shore. Okay, that's what sightwalkers do. Sightwalkers don't pay any attention to the word of God or to the messengers. Paul said, hey, you're going to have trouble down the way. He said in verse 10, I perceive the voyage is certainly going to be with damage. You better stay here. No, no, no. The majority rules. And so they put out, the, the they lifted anchor and away they sailed because it looked like it was perfect weather for them. Look what happens in verse 14. But before long, there rushed down from a land a violent wind called a whatever. It's really, it's literally a typhonic wind. It's a typhoon. Oh my goodness. And now they're in terrible shape. And the ship was caught in it. And they, it could not face the wind, literally. It could not look the wind in the eye. And they just had to let themselves be driven along. Boy, circumstances are getting really, really, really rough. 
isn't isn't it? It is looking tough. Where's Paul? He's in it with them. He's not uh, he's not protected from it. He's in it with them. But he knows who the pilot is, and it matters who your pilot is. Not of your the the ship that Paul is on, but he knew the Lord Jesus, and so he wasn't worried one bit. And they run under the shelter of some island, and they are hardly just barely able to keep the ship in control. And they they thought it was going to run aground in the shallows, and uh, they let down the sea anchors, and uh, they just were driven along. And you have you can see the we's and the they's, and and they Paul didn't ho hoist up the ships, the the uh, the the uh, uh, the cables and all that. No, that was the workman, that was the crew. He's not part of that. No, he is he is part of the, it's the, his story. He's in it with them, but they have assigned duties. And so does Paul, only his is a spiritual thing. Uh, on the third day, oh, number 18, look, verse 18, they were violently storm-tossed and they jettisoned the cargo. And then on the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. Oh, my goodness. See, that, that's, what, that's what Paul, uh, Paul uh, sorry, Job, the Satan said about Job to the Lord. He said, hey, any man will do anything to save his life. He'll curse you to your face. They'll, he'll save it skin for skin. The man, man will do anything to save his life. Well, Job proved Satan wrong. And these people are scared to death, these men. And they're, they're lightening the load as best they can. Their sun, the stars, no, it's been dark. Uh, it was a huge storm assailing them. And they gradually abandoned their hope that they would be saved. And that's in verse 20. And you see, that's where we all have to be. We all have to come to that point that says, I need a Savior. I cannot save myself. I have no hope. There is nothing left for me. There is no future for me. I need a Savior. We come to that point, all of us, have to come to that point of all of hope of being saved, delivered uh, from the bondage of sin by any person, thing, uh, place, nowhere but the Lord Jesus. His sacrifice for us. His sacrifice. And, and, and we have to come to that place of our hope, all hope being abandoned except Christ. You remember what Paul says in Acts 4.12? There is no other name which has been given among men by which we must be saved. And this, of course, we're talking spiritual. And here in verse uh, 20, they're speaking of actual, literal, uh, on the ship, in the, in the sea, in the ocean. But uh, it's, it, we have a spiritual, we have a spiritual problem, folks. And, 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 we cannot hope in anything but Christ. And, and not only that, not only for salvation, but living this day. Living this life as circumstances come upon us to no hope but Christ. Our hope, that, as the song says, our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, his righteousness. He's going to get us out of this wicked, wicked place. And we stand, we stand with him. We stand uh, because of him and we trust in him verse 21 
They'd gone a long time without food, and Paul stands up in their midst, and he says, Men, you should have listened to me. You know, that's a, nobody likes to hear those words. You should have listened. You should have, but he says it. Men, you ought to have followed my advice and not have set sail for Crete and incurred this, encouraged, incurred, sorry, this damage and loss. Look at verse 22. Yet, now I urge you to keep up your courage, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. No one dies today. Believe it or not. There will be no loss of life among you, but only the ship. Why? How can you say that, Paul? I mean, are you an idiot? I mean, this is typhoon weather. No, he says, for this very night, an angel of God, to whom I belong and whom I serve, stood before me. Now, look, we've had a lot of us. We've had a lot of we's. We've had a lot of them. We've had a lot of they. They've had some he's in there. But this is Paul, and he says, I, 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 this is my trust. This is where I stand. It's not we. It's not us. Each person must stand on his own faith. And Paul and and Luke and his other companion knew the Lord. The rest of them did not, uh, I'm assuming, more than likely, they did not. and um, But Paul says, he didn't say, now look, this is what we believe. Um, no, um, uh, no, uh, no. It's I. This is what I believe. I, I, I. He says, this very night, an angel of God to whom I belong, whom I serve, stood before me saying, do not be afraid, Paul. You must. Have we heard this before? Yes, we've heard that before. Acts 23, 11. The Lord Jesus said, you must, must witness about me in Rome. And here it said, this says again, you must stand before Caesar and behold, God has granted you all those who are sailing with you. This is the funniest thing to me. I'm sorry, I just see humor in it. But see, they thought they thought they were taking Paul to Rome, and they were street level. But in actuality, they were all with Paul. They were all in the ship with Paul. Do you understand? That's just my humor. It's just so fun to me. God has granted you all who are in the sailor that are sailing with you, <laughs> and and it appeared to be from from the beginning of this chapter that he was sailing with them. No, not in the heavenlies, not in the decrees of God, not in the providence of God, not in the sovereignty of God. No way, no how. Uh, Therefore, keep up your courage, men, for I believe God that it will turn out exactly as I've been told. Look at verse 26, and that is a, well, it's like this isn't good news, okay? The good news is nobody's going to die. Uh, if you stick with me, if you stay with me, you're sailing with me. It looks like I'm sailing with you, but you're really sailing with me. So if you stay where I am, you're no lot. You're not going to die. But the bad news is, is that we must. There's that word again, must. That's a wonderful word, must, because that is providence. That's sovereignty. That is the hidden hand of God. 
in the details and in the circ- around the circumstances. We must run aground on a certain island. And uh, you can continue reading that, and they they're they're they are taking they're taking soundings and uh, got the fan uh, phantoms uh, counted. Look at verse twenty nine. Fearing that we might run aground somewhere on the rocks, they cast four anchors from the stern and wished for daybreak. Don't you know they wished? But they're not listening to Paul. Their little hearts would have just been at peace if they had just listened to Paul's words from very God. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Uh, God has granted you all those who are sailing with you. But they didn't listen. They're going to still try and save themselves. And they're still afraid. Look at verse 30. But as the sailors were trying to escape from the ship, and they let down the ship's boat into the sea on the pretense, yeah, 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 of attending to lay out anchors for the bow, Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, Unless you men remain in the ship, you yourselves cannot be saved. You're sailing with me. You're sailing with me. God has granted, verse 24, you all who are sa- God has granted you all those who are sailing with you. Verse uh, 22, Yet now I urge you to keep up your courage, for there will be no loss of life among you. Believe God. That's all you got to do. Hey, that's all we've got to do today. What does God says? You got anybody confused out there with uh, pronouns and all these things, these crazy nutty things that are going on? Hey, just go to the book. Just go to the book. Uh, culture is nutty as a fruitcake. God's word is the same. He, you can stake your life on it, and you better, because there's nowhere else to go. God's word is reality. God's word is truth. And we can stake our life on it. We better stake our life on it. It's because there is no other way. There is no other truth. God is truth. God's word is truth. He wrote it for us. He had it written for us. This is very words. Uh, so why don't we believe it? Why, are we afraid? Yeah, sure. Uh, we can be afraid. Things are happening around us uh, and, and, and below us and uh, things are happening. But, but we need to be like Paul. Uh, we know where we've come from. We know where we're going. And we're going to, what does he say? Verse 25, I believe God that it will turn out exactly as I've been told. We've been told how it's going to turn out, haven't we? We, uh, I, we don't know the end of our life because that's in God's hands. But we know where we're going. And we're, I know, I, I'm going to stand on my own faith. I know it's going to turn out just exactly like God has told me in the scriptures, I'm going home to him. One way or the other, he's going to get me out of here. I believe that with my whole heart. And so we, we, have, to, we have to have that. We have to have that, uh, that uh, walking by faith, walking by trust, walking by truth, God's truth, in order to have peace and stability in our life in a crazy Hey, typhonic, what they call it? Typhonic wind. That's what's happening in our world today. <laughs> it's crazy. It's nutty. It's a typhonic wind. I believe it. I, I'm quite sure it's a spirit. I know it's a spiritual thing. I know it is. And so they're going to they're gonna save themselves and said, Nope, you better not leave unless you remain with me in this ship. You're not going to be saved. And so they cut away the ropes and it fell away. And, and then... Um, until the day was about uh, dawn, 
he kept encouraging them to take some food, saying today's the 14th day that you've been constantly watching and going without eating and having nothing. Paul didn't. Paul had no fear, uh, but they did. They were scared to death, and so he was encouraging them. Do you think God put him there for a specific purpose? Do you think those men were blessed? Yes, but the story's not over. It gets even more fun as we get into uh, the the chapter and further on into chapter 8, which we won't cover. But verse 34, Therefore I encourage you to take some food, for this is your preservation, for not a hair from your head of any of you will perish. See, God said he's going to grant all those who are with you, sailing with you, Paul, You're they're sailing with you, okay? It doesn't look that way, but that's the reality of it. And there's not going to be any loss of life. No one dies today. No one dies. And so having said this, he took bread, gave thanks to God in the presence of all. He broke it and began to eat. And all of them were encouraged and they themselves took food. And all of us in the ship, he's in it with them, were 276 souls or persons. 276 people. And when they had eaten, they began to lighten the ship by throwing out the wheat. What? Throwing out, the, they're still trying to lighten the ship. So nothing matters but their life. And so when day, come, day, day came, they could not recognize the, the land. Oh, good, wonderful. But they did observe a, bird, a bay with a beach. Yay, this is where we're going. And they resolved to drive the ship onto it if they could. Well, <laughs> there is no way that this is going to happen. Why? Because verse 26, circumstances have already been arranged. The valley of decision is next, and these people still aren't listening. Verse 26, but we must run aground on a certain island, a specific island. Not just any old island's going to do, a specific island, a certain island. And But they're going to the beach. No, they are not going to the beach. <laughs> oh, my and verse 40, casting off the anchors, they left them in the sea, while at the same time they were loosening the ropes of the rudders and hoisting the um, foresail to the wind, for they were headed <laughs> for the beach. We're going to the beach, y'all. Verse 41, but striking a reef, who's in charge here, you know? Who's in charge? But striking a reef where two seas met, they ran the vessel aground, and the prow struck fast and remained immovable, but the stern began to be broken up by the force of the waves. And look, the soldiers' plan was to kill the prisoners so that none of them would swim away and escape. But the centurion, wanting to bring Paul safely through, kept them from their intention and commanded that those who could swim jump overboard and, and get to land, and the rest should follow, and so on. So it happened that they all were brought safely to land. They're headed for the beach and they strike a reef. That's exactly what Paul said. 26, but we must run aground on a certain island. Who's moving hearts and mind? Who arranged for these things? Who wanted to bring Paul safely through it all? Uh, who moved hearts and minds? Verse 44, no one died that day. God said, God said, who arranged the circumstances? And they all made it safe to land. It did turn out just exactly like God said it would, as Paul told them that it would. 
Paul was their passenger, but in reality they were riding the waves with Paul. And this certain island, as you'll see in the next chapter, is Malta. And God wanted them there for a specific purpose. Let's read verse 1, 28. When they had been brought safely through, then we found out that the island was called Malta. See, verse 26, 27, 26. But we must run aground on a certain island. Verse 28 Chapter 28, verse 1. We then, then we found, then we found out that the island was Malta. The Lord didn't tell Paul. He didn't say, okay, now it's going to take you many, many days, and da, 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 and you're going to you're going to run around ground on this island called Malta. And while you're at Malta, such and such is he didn't tell him. God doesn't tell us either. That's why the circumstances in our lives, uh, God is is in uh, the details. He's, he's among the circumstances of our life. And then, guess what? It's the valley of decision. And that's what matters. Not the circumstances. James says, hey, brothers, sisters, <laughs> when you encounter various trials, what are you supposed to do? Count it all joy. Uh, it's not feeling good, but it's going to turn out for good. Because there's, according to James, there's things about all of us that just doesn't come up to snuff. And God's going to give it to us, but he's going to take us through a trial to get it, get us, get us there. And uh, we, I'm calling that circumstances. The circumstances are arranged, and then comes the valley of decision. Valley of decision. Well, I guess we better go. This has been a fun thing for me, and I hope it has for you. And I hope that you look at your life in a way of... of of when things come upon you and things will come upon you, me, us, and we. Hey, we're in this thing together, too. We're just on in different ships, <laughs> different boats, but we're in it together. And, and so what do we need to remember? That circumstances are arranged, and then comes the valley of decision. And we must be like Paul. Trust God, knowing that, 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 that God... What God has said is exactly how it's going to turn out to be. This is Lacey Couch. It's been from my heart to yours.